0: Hi, welcome back to Life Lessons with Lynn's. Today we're so excited to have Sarah Nagel here with us. Sarah and I actually work together at a fashion agency called Ford Models. Um, Neither of us are there currently, um, but Sarah's currently at a consulting company, which is her own consulting and management company that specializes in brands and talent that she feels very passionate about. And she feels that it's very organic to take on these talent and and different brands, and it's just very authentic for her to do that. So welcome, Sarah.
1: Thanks for having me. Yeah,
0: (laughs) thanks for being here. Um, So today we're going to talk about a bunch of different things kind of having to do with the industry and the ups and downs and different misconceptions. Um, But I kind of, I guess, want you to kind of start out and, and... what you think the d- biggest misconceptions of the industry are, or where you came from. I don't know if you want to start with a little bit of your background.
1: Yeah, I mean, my background and uh, the reason I was initially brought onto to Ford in the first place was because I had a background um, that was pretty diverse from what traditional fashion industry and agencies were focused on. Um, I came from music. I used mm-hmm. to be a tour manager um, cool. for a while, like kind of like alt-rock indie bands. <laughs> uh, I was like the band mother, so um, very kind of crack-in-the-whip chick. But... Um, after that, I worked at a place called Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, which is exactly okay. what it sounds like, but for, like, old, <laughs> rich, successful men. So you...
0: It's super fun. It sounds
1: funny. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I helped host a party at the Playboy Mansion with Steven Tyler. Oh, so my gosh. So that was, like, my uh, my Very hair. L.A. of you. I and I just remember being sober and being, like, stepped on by stripper heels, and I was like, <laughs> get off of my feet, and, like, naked girls everywhere, and I was just carrying a clipboard and pushing people out of the way. <laughs> But um, I did that, and then I worked for um, a musician, actor, country, superstar legend, Dwight Yoakam for several years. Okay. Um, And then, yeah, throughout the time in the industry on that side, whether it was with actors or musicians or, you know, rock and roll people, I made a lot of different connections and saw that, you know, on the commercial side of the industry that people were looking for, that um, brands were looking for, people that had more of a kind of narrative that was less about a look and more about a... <laughs> less about a look and more more about who they were as a person, but also had a, kind of a unique look to it. So it would be like, we want an actual singer. We don't mm-hmm. want someone that's... You know, you would see that in the breakdowns, too. Like, right. no models, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, and that's why I think Jesse and Chandra ended up bringing me on, was because they were going to start a whole new division or digital division. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of, of I remember
0: that. that, yeah. yeah. And I, I kind of even see... Even still today, even when they do say not models, they kind of want a model at the end of the day. And that's just from my experience. And I think that that's kind of frustrating.
1: Right. And it was a big (laughs) learning experience for me because I'm like, you're saying one thing and yet you want another thing. Right. And um, here's someone that's, you know, an amazing musician, but she's... Five foot one, and she actually, you know, the girl I'm kind of thinking of in my mind, she booked a lot of things, but she's not somebody Ford would have ever signed because she was, you know, not at the right measurements. Right, right. right Yeah. So,
0: yeah. That's something I think, um at the company that I'm currently at, we have a lifestyle board, mm-hmm. and there are models, like, we booked, um like, big Ulta Sephora, big beauty campaigns with girls that are, five 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 four five three and they're making tens of thousands of dollars and that was one thing that was really exciting for me to kind of switch over because yes we have the five nine to five eleven um giselle looking models that do all of the different different fashion brands and they have to have the perfect sizes but there are other you know they, i have more more freedom you know i started a curve division in size eight to i think it goes up to eight 18, and I just started a big and tall. I have four guys. I'm big and tall now. And it is it is exciting to have, like, these more, quote, unquote, real people. Right. But um,
1: And I think that speaks to the L.A. market, too, more right. than anything. When you have a network, a company that's part of a network that's, you know, based out of New York or the more traditional fashion, you know, Locations: New York, Paris, Milan, that that sort of thing. They do have a more traditional mindset of what the type of people they want to sign, especially if you're going to be signing people across the network. We need them to look
0: right, potentially
1: work in New York. Right. And, you know, and they want it to be more of a, you know, across the network type signing. And so there's uh, limitations, especially when the market is so differently specific in Los Angeles than it is in these other big fashion type cities.
0: Yeah, I think... um I think that's definitely an important thing to point out, and and when um, different agencies and things are, they are in different markets, and they look at us and think they know our markets, like no, you really don't. Beach, beachy,
1: like blonde hair, yeah. thin blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> and
0: you're
1: like no, like do they look like they could be related to a Kardashian? <laughs> Probably not if they're
0: signed to New York. (laughs) Right, absolutely. So, why do you think, for you specifically, like something like this makes you really passionate about it? I know you've kind of talked about you have a an Instagram that's from like you and your childhood um, called "It's Awkward Me." So, tell us a little bit about that and why being, you know, why making a point of different misconceptions in the industry or just in general and. Just being different and having different people on the roster is, like, something you're passionate about.
1: Well, I mean, it's so funny that I ended up um, working for almost three years at a modeling agency just because of the type of kid that I was growing up Mm -hmm. was probably the most... It definitely was the most awkward, and (laughs) I was called ugly all the time and, like, freakazoid. I I had a bowl cut. I remember I wanted to look like Princess Di, and... (laughs) As a fourth grader, <laughs> it's a great look. You get stopped all the time. They're like, son, slow down. It's like, Oh girl. <laughs> so I wear dresses all the time with this bowl cut. And so there's so many pictures of me looking like a little, like, crossdresser which is totally cool. <laughs> like looking back and like I'm so glad I have these pictures of myself trying to figure out who I am. Yeah, which is so important. Yeah, despite what like my physical presentation was, you but, know, I you know, I don't think I clearly I was not clearly a girl at for a long period of time. <laughs> um, and and also just kind of surviving that type of bullying. You get a lot of bullying. Yeah. I went for, I was a really adorable younger child and then I Got the damn bowl cut, and got (laughs) my teeth fell out, and they grew out like (laughs) like they had a mutiny in my mouth, and started just kind of growing straight out instead of down. And then also the big glasses from second grade on, and then just like a gut, and I just was such an awkward kid. But you
0: were you, and how cool is that? Actually, like you're saying, like to look back now and say I was my most authentic self. And I mean, I think when we were younger because we're around the same age I think it was almost a little more acceptable to be yourself where now even you know parents have instagrams and all this for their babies for their kids for their pets for their you know and there's nothing wrong with that if that's what they want to do but just me personally like looking looking back to like I can't even imagine if I had an instagram as a child or something right but also how awesome of your parents to let you be you and it
1: was such a it was such a unique time when you would take a picture and you wouldn't know what it would look like to take another one. Right. So if your eyes were closed <laughs> or you looked like you were farting, like I have so many pictures where it looks like I'm just completely passing gas or like I'm farting, I'm falling over, I'm crying. And you don't know what that looks like until you've paid for these damn pictures. Yeah. And whether you put them in the scrapbook or m- not, my mom is a huge scrapbooker, but she would just throw the other ones into a box. So I have like 20 boxes of these pictures where I am just completely like, just horrifying looking. And there's such, this is such a time... Currently, where there's tutorials, little kids are teaching me how to do makeup, okay? Right. I don't know <laughs> how to do my makeup like an 11-year-old on YouTube knows how to That's, do her makeup. It's so insane. And so there's a, probably, I would assume, a lot of inherent pressure on a child these right. days to just kind of be perfect and to kind of live this life with a filter even in real life like you're supposed to be this perfect thing where you have Mm -hmm. all of your highlights are kind of shown to everyone and um the best version of yourself is on instagram facebook whatever it may be Mm -hmm. instead of like here are these pictures i got back here's what i was going through i was crying because uh someone didn't let me like play with their lizard you know and like the picture shows that instead of like here's what i'm gonna show and i'm guilty of it now you know like here's my happy happy life no one would know that i if i wasn't you know that I'm not super happy all the time because right. we're we're all just conditioned to show our highlight the highlight reel of our right, lives on our right. social media and so that awkward me it's awkward me instagram um is kind of
0: dedicated to like life before the filter is kind of what I call it mm-hmm. so well, that's really good to touch upon because we are in a uh, day and age of Like you said, like only showing the highlights and everything. And I know I bumped into you the other day at Solo House, and I haven't seen you in months Um, after we both left Ford and um, kind of just went on our own journeys for a while. You just kind of lose touch with even some of your best friends. But you were telling me that you were going through a hard time. I don't know if you want to kind of touch on that a little just for our listeners too. I think too, just for our listeners right now, this episode is also piggybacking on my last episode that I did when uh, it was pertaining to life's not always, you know, sunshine and rainbows because without the rain, we can't have the rainbows. And when I ran into Sarah, I thought it would be a perfect opportunity to not only talk about the industry, but talk about um, depression and anxiety and the different things that we go through, I think, especially in our industry, where. Even on this side of the camera, you know, we're not in front of the camera. We we are on the other side. We're on the business end, and we are everybody's cheerleaders. How, you know, it's not always perfect on our side either, and, and you might not see that from Instagram. Like, no, we don't have, like, 100,000 followers, like, you know, some of the, our talent and things like that. But, like, you just touched on, even... The, the things that you are posting, like, nobody's posting, like, oh, I had anxiety yesterday or I had... And somebody like myself that's always, everything needs to be positive and whatever, and I'm like, energy, um, energy manifests more energy of the like. So if you're being negative or you're telling your friends, oh... I'm sad today, or I'm, you know, you feel like you're being a, oh, I'm being a poor me, but on the other end of that, like, depression is a real thing, and it is a chemical imbalance, and it is something that needs to be treated, and as much as affirmations, and as much as, you know, everything that I preach is very, very helpful, and I applaud it, and I hope that everybody thinks positively as much as they can, and writes gratitude lists, and and does all this on this side, like, it is actually something that might need to be medicated, also, and that's not something to push aside. Right. So, I think that's one thing I kind of want you to touch yeah. on, if you don't, yeah. if you're open to it. Of
1: course, I mean, um, it had—it's been almost six months since Ford closed. I, I mean, I say they closed my division uh, in in LA
0: mm-hmm. um, that I
1: was working in. It was called media development. Um, I mean, meaning they weren't going to hire someone to replace me. They just kind of, they closed it. And, and so I felt this immense sense of failure. Um, like, I knew I had good ideas, and I believe the people at the mm-hmm. top thought thought I did as well. But whether or not it necessarily fit into the kind of brand aesthetic or what they were trying to go towards as, mm-hmm. as a brand as a whole, uh, whether or not it actually fit into that. And, and then me just feeling like a failure, as because I'd never been really, like, unemployed before. Right. And so for, you know, the past six months, just I've going to my psychiatrist and being like, you know, this is I don't I don't care. I don't care about this. I don't care about that. I'm acting out in certain ways. I'm going just getting really ripping drunk and <laughs> like I can sleep in as late as I want because guess who doesn't have a job, you know? Right, and so right. like just acting like an ass. And so those type of things when like that energy begets energy in the same way, like you kind of acting like a fool and and going with it kind of, well, the only way to feel less hungover is to start drinking again, you know, that sort of thing. But also just feeling like even, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to drink for a while. And then, well, crap, it's the, it's still not lifting, whatever it's, whatever I'm feeling, it's, I'm still so sad.
0: There's a void. There's a void. And and it's just
1: like, I, and it's not even that I, it's not even like a sadness. It's like getting up is hard. Like taking the trash out feels too much, like doing anything outside of my like four, bedroom walls is it just feels like I'm gonna have an anxiety attack and like Mm -hmm. freak out because it just seems so overwhelming and I just I don't know I you know he put me on Pristique which is a my psychiatrist put me on Pristique which is a um uh antidepressant and you know I took it for a a couple months and I was just like he's he would come we'd have our meetings and be like how are you feeling I'm like I don't know Whatever. Yeah. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. I don't care. I'm taking it. And then one day I was just, honestly, I was talking, I hope Tyson doesn't get mad for saying this, but I was, um, <laughs> I was talking to uh, Tyson Ritter, who we repped at Ford, or he's still repped by Ford, but mm-hmm. he, he and I are are still friends and uh, we were talking on Instagram. And he just booked a show five months in Australia. Mm-hmm. And he said, I was like, dude, I'm so proud of you. Good job. And, and he wrote back, he's like, Sarah, nobody's going to get it for us but us. And I had been looking for a job that was going to value the relationships that I had made over the past 12 years in Mm -hmm. Los Angeles as much as I value them and as much as people told me they were valuable. I was trying to find a company that would place that type of value. And that's almost impossible to find where, like, my relationships are so specific to this industry, you know, to modeling, to acting, and to, you know, music that... And and not specifically, like, 10 years devoted to one only. You right. know what I'm saying? Where someone wants you to have 10 years experience in such a dedicated uh, industry that I'm like, well, I'm so spread out. And so when Tyson says, here, nobody's going to get it for us but us. You got this. And I... I wrote him like an email. I was like, I feel like you've
0: going to save my life, dude.
1: Wow. Yeah. And the next day I was like hiking. I was hiking and I had never gone beyond the Hollywood sign. I like, call that me. an
0: aha moment, yeah. by the way. It, That's like, <laughs> it was weird. Yeah.
1: I, because I'd, I'd never, I went hiking and I live below the Hollywood sign and mm-hmm. I'd never gone behind it where everyone like is taking pictures and stuff. And I just, I was like, where is it? And I was like, I, I thought I was going to go on like a cool like two mile hike. And yeah. I was like, oh, this sign, following this sign. Okay, five miles in, we're... I was like, <laughs> it was like a seven or eight mile hike when, I was, when I, and I was wearing sweatpants. I was not even in, like, great hiking clothes. Yeah. I was like, whatever. And I went behind the Hollywood sign, and I was just like, I'm here. I'm living in this place that I dreamed of living when I was a little kid. Uh-huh. You know, getting... You know, everyone I'm from Georgia, everyone went to New York if they were gonna do big things. Right. I was like, I wanna get far away from everyone that made fun of me being a weirdo little kid. Yeah. I wanna have a new life and I'm gonna live in Los Angeles and I'm gonna do big amazing things. Good and for like you. I'm living here and I'm not doing those amazing things mm-hmm. that I would have told myself I could do six months ago or as a little kid. You know, mm-hmm. like all the things I'm i I'm Somedaying my life away, basically. Right. Someday I'll be doing this. Someday I'll find a company that wants, that values my relationships, that wants to hire me, that's mm-hmm. going to pay me a wage that I like. Someday, someday, someday. And then, then Tyson telling me, Sarah, nobody's going to do it for us but us. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's so right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get excited and work for the people that I want to work for and the brands that I'm excited right. about. And so that was just, yeah, my aha moment. And yeah. I was, like, walking down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Walking back down the rest Waving to people. (laughs) (laughs) Like, these, like, tourists came up to me, like, how far is the Hollywood sign? I was like, you're not going to make it before sundown. Bye. (laughs) And just, like, talking to people. And, like, just, like, I felt, like, so different. And it was so weird. My friends were like, Sarah, we were getting worried about you. Yeah. I was like, thank you for telling me because I just thought, like, this was who I am. And that's what it feels like when you're depressed. Well, this is who I am and everyone that's happy is like faking it or is so easily pleased. That's another thing I thought like, Oh, I wish I was pleased by the easy shit in life. Like, Oh, I wish I, you know, you know, getting, getting a manicure made me happy, you know, whatever, you know, or like, you know, going home and like making dinner for my husband made me happy. Whatever makes people happy. Like that's, that's to each their own. If that makes you happy, then hell yeah. But I was just like, I feel like I felt like everything was so difficult for me to be happy, and mm-hmm. that's just how I am, and that's not necessarily the truth, right? Especially when you feel like that, and it felt like a physical
0: lifting of a cloud. That's away amazing, from me. yeah. And even just hearing you just on your walk down compared yeah. to wa- walking up, and something that I always say too is like, say hi to people, and just for me, if I have an update, if like we have like a housekeeper that comes to keep um, keep up our property, you know, and it's, and I'm just like hi, like. The other day I was down, and I never introduced her to myself. Like I've never said like, "What's your name?" I've never asked her her name. But like, yeah, <laughs> well, she's not just mine; she's for the oh, building. For the building. But yeah. like, I wave to her every day. I say hi, thank you. But I've never asked her name, and you know, so I did, and I, and I tried to have a full conversation with her, and just doing that helped me feel better. It's like when I was not in a good place just last week for a few days. I didn't want to leave the house, and then when my friends said. Oh, let's go out. Let's go do this. I'm like, wow. Like, actually, when I get out, right. I feel good. Or, like, if I go to the gym and just be extra nice to the receptionist, you right. know, or whatever, you know. Um, and and just that kind of felt like that, I guess, when you came yeah. back down the hill. Yeah. And you started waving to people. Yeah. And you started talking where I feel like on your way up, if you had that same mentality, you wouldn't even have seen the people right. on your way down. You would have been looking down. They wouldn't have even had the opportunity to ask you how right, much further I my headphones in. Right. Yeah, you literally wouldn't even mm-hmm. have they wouldn't have talked to you because you wouldn't have been in their energy field at all. Yeah. You'd and just, I
1: remember telling girls even like, you know, however long ago it was, but just saying, you know, this is a good practice for you when you go out to castings you know, while you're running errands or before the casting, start talking to people, you know, mm-hmm. on the street. Say hi. Or I like, give, give compliments to random right. people. Because that, whether or not they respond, it's still going to, like, break you into feeling better and then also, like, kind of ha- give this confidence that I can talk to strangers and yeah. I, don't, I don't give a shit if they talk back to me or not. I'm right. going to, like, just say, I'm going to give a nice word and, yeah. other, you know, whether I get one back. When you don't have to rely on the feedback of other people, to feel validated in the reason that you're giving, you know, a compliment, Mm -hmm. then that's when you kind of start becoming more and more secure in yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of people are like, hey, I want to, you look nice. And then they're waiting for me like, and you look nice too. Right. Screw it. No one's going to tell you you look nice. Who cares? Just be like, you look nice. I actually genuinely like your outfit. I don't care if you like mine. doesn't matter. Right. You know, I'm just telling you because my brain thought it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and I want to say it. And, you know, and if you don't like the person's outfit, don't com- compliment it. Right, Say, don't be fake. Yeah, just find something you do like. be sincere about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, like, hey, you have good teeth. What? You know, it, it's just. <laughs> you can, I
0: feel like you can find something to like about most people. Me too. You know, and it, it does. It makes you feel good too. Yeah. Um, so what do you think, I guess, is the number one lesson that you want to leave with our listeners from everything that they've learned today or anything anything else that you feel that you want to touch upon with with the industry or... Or anything. I know that earlier you said that you feel you felt like the the way that the industry is going now, with bringing in different types of people, whether it be curve or whether it be whether it be buck teeth, whether it be a space in your teeth or freckles or Afro or whatever. There is an authenticity to the way that it's that mm-hmm. it's going, but it's it's going slowly. But we're getting there. I mean, is that right. that how you feel? Yeah,
1: I mean, it's definitely going slowly, and there's you know. I feel like the industry will try and monetize whatever piece of uniqueness they can. And I think mm-hmm. that don't be unique for the sake of, like, being unique, but instead find passions that uh, will excite you long after this portion of your career is over. Because this mm-hmm. portion has an expiration date. Inevitably, not everyone is going to be Giselle. Not everyone is going to be David Gandhi. Like, no, that's you have to... Especially if you're scouted as a young model, mm-hmm. you have to keep doing the things that make you excited about life instead right. of just focusing on having a particular look, nailing castings, that sort of thing. You have to be like, well, if I play soccer, I'm going to continue playing soccer after school. Or if I'm a swimmer, I'm going to continue doing that. I'm going to continue riding horses. I'm going to continue playing in my band. Because those are the type of things that will last long after this industry is done with you. And right. that's, that's, a, that's a harsh reality of it. Is yeah. like, your agents do care about you. Um, but at
0: the the end of the day, you have to care more about yourself and what your passions are. And I think, I think that just from being on the agent and too, I know you have been also, but I think that goes both ways. Like I think that Ford, for both of us was an amazing opportunity. We met some of the most, I know I did anyway, some of. The most amazing people I've ever met in my life and long lasting friendships that I'll have for the rest of my life, and I'm so grateful for that. But that was a season, right? That you know, every, but they say, even for people, it comes for a reason, season or a lifetime. And I think whether you're on the model or talent end, or whether you're an agent, manager, producer, director, anything like that, there are seasons for everything. And I think if we'd stop evolving, we just stop growing and we come complacent, and it, life gets boring. And I think once you become too comfortable, you, you do, you just stop growing. Yeah. And I think that's when we do get bored. That might be, you know, when we might fall into a depression or think, oh, it's time to go back home, wherever home is, right. you know. And it's like, no, that was a season that didn't define you. Right, You are still you. You still have, like, yes, I'm an agent, but I love to paint. I love to draw. Mm-hmm. I like to sing. I don't sing very well, but I like to yeah. sing. <laughs> Clearly I like to talk, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but there's, there's lots of different things that, I enjoyed doing, being an agent, and I think that was something in my the beginning of my career. One of my friends says, you aren't Agent Lindsey Cooley. You are Lindsey Cooley, and an agent is part of your title. Right. You know, where I thought in the beginning, like, every single thing I did, and I used to rap models and comedians, and literally, like, four or five nights a week, I was out at comedy clubs, like, scouting and making sure my own talent were still funny, and I was going to different fashion shows and meeting with photographers. Like, my life was 100 and... consumed in my career, I think. And now I've been doing it for about nine years, so I don't have to do that anymore because I do have the connections and the networking and things, and I I have earned where I am today. But I think in the beginning it's so easy to think, like, I am defined by this, not not that this is my name and it is part of my definition. Right,
1: and I like that too. I mean, it might just be... I know it's not just an LA thing, but it's probably mm-hmm. more heavily felt in Los Angeles. Is um, when I was unemployed, people I would meet people at parties. That's hi, hi, what do you do? Oh yeah, first question. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend, bless her heart, uh, Lucy. She's a stylist, Lucy. But um, <laughs> she was introducing me to people at a party, and she goes, "This is Sarah, and she's." awesome. <laughs> and I was like, thanks, Lizzie." <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm awesome. Hi, nice to meet you. But like, everyone's so used to kind of saying this is so-and-so yeah. and this is what they do. And then when I was doing, you know, I, I was so sad not to be working at Ford anymore because yeah. I so defined myself by that.
0: Right. And so, But now you yeah, know that that's don't not let it. It, it yeah. doesn't define you because look at what you're doing now. You're going to be working for yourself. You're going yeah. to be doing this consulting and it's for people that only you are passionate about. Right. Like, when you're on a big team at a bigger, you know, whether it be corporate or not, there are, you know, different cooks in the kitchen and things that that, and you might not be passionate about every single talent. But now, doing it for yourself and having, you know, somewhat of a smaller roster, it's, you know... Yeah, I you feel less like to, a
1: salesperson right. and more
0: like this is something I'm actually into. And it's more organic and yeah. authentic.
1: Yeah, so, I, I mean, yeah, obviously when you're on someone's payroll... You might have to kind of treat yourself like a salesperson, like, "Hi, here's who I'm rubbing, right. and this is what we want them to do," you know, and blah blah blah. And not, and we had great girls and guys at Ford, I, and I love so many of them, but um, they're just even some of the clients we had to go after just for that type of like brand right. equity. It's just like, okay. I want to work with this brand, and I want to work with this talent, and you know because I am this type of person, and I have interest in these type of people. They kind of synergistically work together to mm-hmm. potentially have brand partnerships in and of themselves. Yeah. So you know, it it makes it's I feel less like a salesperson and more like um, I'm excited again. Right. About Good.
0: Oh, well, yay that you're excited! Yeah, I know,
1: right. <laughs> I so, used to think I was a super happy
0: person, but, and I realized like, yeah, and you are, <laughs> you are. You just went through a little, six, little slump six months that are behind you now.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that, but that's the other thing too. I'm part of me is nervous. That's like, this might not last, you know. But also, it and it might not. But I also know that having gone through the longest, darkest part of it, mm-hmm. that I can go through a little blip here and there, right? And that there's n- there's definitely hope.
0: Right, on the other and you side know of it. your strength, too, yeah. now, where you, you hadn't ever gone through it before, right. so you don't know, you didn't know you could. Right. You know, just like with any anything else in, in life, whether it's, you know, death a breakup, yeah. or you know, we always think, oh, it's the end of the world, or, or you know, get fired from your job, or get, you know, whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever the case is, we all go through bad things, and when it happens at the moment, we think, oh, my gosh, I'm not sure if there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel, but once you get there... If it happens again, it's not hopefully going to be as hard.
1: Yeah, it's not going to be
0: as, you know, devastating, hopefully. Yeah. Um, Okay, so last last words for our listeners. Any um, life lessons? I know we kind of, like, touched on a bunch of life lessons, but if there's one that really, really sticks out for you, what Mm -hmm. do you want to leave them with? And we're we're open to, as always, questions, comments, um, thoughts, ideas, always, you know, DMing me or, um, you know, writing on... On our Instagram. Also, just again, Sarah's is it's awkward me.
1: Yeah, that- check that out because that's uh, me um, at my most awkward. And I think you need to update the bio. It says, I still work at Ford. <laughs> 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 like, oh, how apropos. She works at Ford now. And look how ugly she used to be. It was no. like so, f- <laughs> so funny that now she judges people on looks. But um, yeah, I need to update that. But yeah, I, you know, I think I, having. There's not going to be a one liner that I that I'm going to be able to say because it's so much more complicated than that. And real, I guess, just realize that if it's more complicated uh, than, you know, a one line life lesson that there's still a lesson there to be had and to just kind of keep trudging through it um, because it may take six months. It may take a year. Mm -hmm. It may take longer than that. But, you know, just don't. Don't give up because I was close, man. Honestly, that sucked. It really sucked. But, yeah, see a doctor, talk to your friends, and uh, get out of bed.
0: Thank you so much. (laughs) Have a great day, everybody. I love you all. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. To subscribe to this podcast, please click subscribe under the image below. You may also reach me directly on Instagram. Feel free to DM me with any questions or comments. My Instagram is Lyns in the biz. That's L-I-N-S-I-N-T-H-E-B-I-Z. I look forward to hearing from you. Have an amazing and abundant day.